Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, He's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Oh, man, rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double-figure scoring. And the one-two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back, on the track, at the wall, twist tech the lead, 2-1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one-two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi, fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter, who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! What is going on, everybody? Vince Wright is back to Sports Gov with another edition of Sports Done Right. Brought to you by the fine folks at 7th Avenue Pizza. As I always say, the best frozen pizza in Minnesota. So you make sure you go get you some, whether it's the sausage and pepperoni, sausage and, uh, or excuse me, meatball and pepperoni, uh, the seven cheese, everything, man. It's all about 7th Avenue Pizza and the difference with 7th Ave, the sauce. I'm telling you, the magic is in the sauce and that is... My friends is where they have everybody else beat. So thank you very much for joining us. Tuesday night edition of Sports Done Right coming to you live from the executive mansion deep in the situation room. The Sports Gov is back with you. Vince Wright. All right. Pulling up. Got the desk situated. We got monitors up. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Vikings, Gophers, kind of mirror images of of each other as you saw with the show title, man. Um, I, I just we'll get into it uh what else we got we got uh college basketball college hoops kicking off tonight duke and um um, kentucky playing later kansas is up early on michigan state Uh, what can i say man this is great you gotta love college basketball the gophers uh they have a new regime ben johnson stepping in coaching over there it's going to be a rough year for the gopher hoops team to be expected when you have, you know, a whole new regime over there. We're talking, uh, you know, new coach, coaching staff, players. There were a lot of transfers in the portal last year. 
So there you go. All right, with um, I've got to see if this game is final. Akron up on Ohio State at Ohio State by one with six seconds left. Let me reboot the system here because that would be interesting if that one is indeed final. Let's take a look. Not letting me know, but anyway, uh, Indiana, close game with Eastern Michigan. You guys... Uh, Virginia Commonwealth playing a lot of tight games here early on and that's what I like about college basketball man you get these big um, opening season tournaments and you get a lot of good games early you do get the you know the the mismatches as well and in the non-conference schedule but hey what can I say Purdue is up um, Georgia State want to say what up to my Atlanta people down there all right so tonight college football Big Ten uh, shake up again with Michigan State losing. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into these Minnesota Vikings. And we'll start, however, with Mr. Aaron Rodgers and what the sports gov thinks. Because for me, this is just, it's a real simple issue. And I don't understand that. But before I get started, want to say what up to Big Mike out in Eden Prairie. want to say hello to Jane over in South Minneapolis. She's listening to us. What up, Gov? Glad to hear you back after a week off. I appreciate you, Jane. Uh, who else do we got? We got um, Hideki over in uh, North Minneapolis. Check it in with us. Appreciate that, sir. Who else do we got here? We got Janet over in Minnetonka. We have Big Bill over in South Minneapolis as well. So thank everybody for checking us out. Uh, hit me up on the Twitter sphere, all that fun stuff. And again, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Go get you some. All right. NFL has rules in place. I mean, this is just a real simple thing. And I'm not going to get into the politics of vax, anti-vax, all this stuff. The thing that pissed me off is nothing's going to happen. Guy breaks rules, the protocols that were put in place, and you got to follow them. So here's if you don't want to be vaccinated, that's you. That's they go right ahead. SportsGov ain't arguing that point. But when you lie and say that in fact you are vaccinated, and then get to go around the complex and do all the things as a vaccinated player, which includes not wearing the mask and all that other stuff. You break the rules. And, you know, the the flip side of the anti-vax argue, argument is, well, you know, you don't know. He could have infected other players and they bring that home. And these other players who think they are vac- either vaccinated or unvaccinated, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, then go and, and spread it on maybe to some older uh, family members or something like that. I'm not going to have that argument because you don't win on either side of that. I, that's why I'm not here. He broke the rules. He should be suspended, but he won't be. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this and then I actually turned on. Um, I can't even remember it because, oh, what was it? I was trying to think maybe it was somebody, a mad dog. Was it Fox radio? Uh, Fox Sports, I think. I don't know what it was, but somebody kind of took my thunder because the NFL is like a mob family. And Aaron Rodgers is protected. Nothing was ever going to happen to him because there's money for him to be made with him being out there in this controversy ensuing. And, you know, 
the NFL, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, these horrible referees that have been going on this, you know, the, this season and the refs don't, you know, I'll, I'll save that for right after this, but rules were broken. Why is that so hard? Just punish them. You broke the rules. Here's your punishment. Move on. And, you know, the if you're politically conservative, Aaron Rodgers became a hero. If you were on the left, uh, he's the demagogue and all this stuff. But nothing's going to happen. And that's what pisses me off. That is what pisses the sports governor off because, you know, we can have the arguments of, well, you know, who gets infected, who can be infected, all this other stuff. The thing is, when you break the rules with the protocols that the NFL put in place, let's see what the NFL does now. And they'll fine them. You know, it's chicken scratch. Aaron Rodgers has all the money in the world. It'd be the same bullshit type of excuse from the NFL. The same excuse they'll give you for these bullshit referees. And nothing happens to this dude. You can argue, hey, look, he's not my favorite guy by any means. I, he seems like a real jerk. Don't know him, obviously, but he seems like a jerk. Problems with family, off the field, all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I'm not even getting into that. I'm keeping it focused on the rules that he broke. And for that, Aaron Rodgers should be suspended. However, my family NFL... La Cosa Nostra NFL, they they will protect him. They will give you all kinds of excuses. And then we will forget about it because the next games are coming up. And, oh, my, yeah, we got to watch those. Disappointing. But the NFL protects their own. The NFL, you know, they don't really like to get involved with, with anything. And, you know. Next week we'll see we'll see what's next. Um, it's funny Aaron Rodgers went back on the Pat McAfee show where last week he he made his announcement. And one of the things and bear with me here as I'm pulling it up on the uh, systems here. And again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast with Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. Aaron Rodgers, who was required to isolate for ten days. You know, we'll get off. And here's the thing. Here's what he says. Hate is not going to bring us out of this pandemic. It's going to be connecting and love, he said. This quote comes from a USA Today article story I pulled up here. I'm not going to hate on anybody that said things about me. I believe everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'll always believe that. Very interesting. He had to go back on the show to kind of, I don't want to say backtrack, but, you know, he obviously caught some heat. I think Aaron does like to be light and, you know, he could throw this out there as kind of his, uh, mea culpa, mea culpa of BS, but it is what it is. And like I said, this time next week, we're on to the next story. Um, so that's too bad. NFL could really do something about this here. But as I said, I digress. They will pass on any type of punishment outside of, uh, a nominal fine for Aaron Rodgers. So there you go. Uh, Jordan Love obviously did not look the best filling in for Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, Packers, their fans want their guy back, obviously. But 
just very interesting how this all played off and you know what i think he announced that he was on mcafee show what was it last thursday or friday here we are tuesday already his second appearance a little bit of backtracking trying to save a little bit of face but i digress let me get in the chat room here and welcome everybody thorny switch i appreciate you my friend um let's see big mike is also in here mo cheese the grits man is in here i appreciate you all uh mo you are uh glad to see you back my friend and let's see thorny says don't know him either but never care for him it's always something off about him and that's the thing you know uh, i'm not going to dwell too much on him and we can get into the the, the other stuff the private stuff the, you know the family stuff but i'm going to digress because you know it's funny i got a, a, a little dm here for mike from uh, eden prairie he says the same thing always something with rogers the family stuff um breakups this that it's always something with him seems like it's always everybody else's fault there you go again i don't know him but it's just very very interesting that he came back out today and did a little bit of this backtracking but all right with that being said let's get over to college football and by the way thorny switcher georgia bulldogs doing big things down there as usual the 9-0 and Georgia Bulldogs, they get Tennessee next week, or next weekend, this Saturday, 3.30 Eastern Time. Georgia, man, just looking real good, and I mean, it's going to come down to, they got to, obviously, you got to hold the line. You can't take anybody for granted, but it's going to be down, it's SEC Championship game or bust. Got to beat Bama on the other side, and I cannot wait Hopefully this all plays out. Bama gets, oh boy, look at this. Alabama gets New Mexico State. Boy, one of those nice late season bullshiggity games of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, Jeremy Hubbard, Grant Horton, SEC trolls of mine. Ah, disappointing, man, disappointing. Michigan State, and I'm going through the uh, playoffs here. Uh, they were number three. Uh, they get Maryland. They obviously lost last week. Purdue, what can you, I mean, Purdue just doing all kinds of things, man. Um, let's see, Oregon looking good. Ohio State on the periphery. Um, I agree with my friend T. Tiller. Uh, that ninja on uh, the Real Cast Radio Rangers there over there. I don't know how Oklahoma's ranked number eight. I, I, I've listened to the, you know, the rationale behind that. But the sports gov doesn't get that one. Oklahoma's nine and zero should definitely be in the top four, and all the rest may shake out a little bit. You know, Notre Dame at number ten, Michigan still up there as well at number seven. But with that being said, um, let's see here. First off, got to give props to Purdue. I don't know what it is about them and ranked teams lately, but they have done a phenomenal job. And by the way, the Big Ten West now is a four-way, you know, kind of log pile. Iowa Gophers, now Purdue, and Wisconsin. We'll talk about Wisconsin here in one second. So let's get into it. Gophers lose to Illinois, 14-6. to you know, say what you will, my friends. You can call it the the Bowling Green game part two. I don't know what is going on uh, with the offensive coordinator, uh, Mike Stanford, 
Tanner Morgan. I don't know what the disconnect is there, but it is quite apparent now that the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers offense, when it comes to quarterback and, and the play calls and just how things seem to be structured. Listen, we were on a nice run, so it's real easy to, you know, remember that. But, you know, I had to go back because I decided to play golf last Saturday, my friends. Really glad I did. So I had to go back late last Saturday night and I watched my DVR copy of the game. And just nothing. Just nothing. I mean, the Minnesota defense allows a team to have 14 points. Normally, you would take that on any given day. Right? So then, what is it with this offense? What is it with, you know, not being able to throw the ball downfield consistently? So predictable in the play calling. Again, I'm not a fan of P.J. Fleck running that play clock down to, you know, hiking the ball with two seconds every time. I, I, I know it's part of his master plan. But when they look over there, and I get it, and people have hit me up on Twitter as I put it out there and said, why did they always have to look over to the sidelines before they hike the ball two times? They look over there. I don't get it, but, you know, that's just me. But, hey, man. The Gophers have got to win, and they have got to beat Iowa. They've got to beat Wisconsin, in my opinion. It's it's really that simple. I've been saying this all year long, and I want people to understand me. Golden Gophers have to beat Iowa and Wisconsin f- to take that next step. Not one or the other. Both. It's time. There is, you know, there's no more excuses. There's no more this or that. This is the year to to beat Iowa and to beat Wisconsin. And, oh, don't get lost in Indiana, too. Because we know Indiana has been a very, very crappy team this year. We get that. So you don't want to sleep on them. But let's talk about this Saturday. Or for, first, let me finish wrapping up last week here. Very disappointing. I don't know what it is with PJ and his squad that they just get so, I don't even know. It just seems so uptight with just the same play calls, um, you know, sacks, a lot of sacks last week. And again, this offensive line who had been doing a tremendous job of opening up holes and looking good to kind of revert it to their bad self. So again, we're, you know, we don't know what to think. You know, defensively, they are 37th overall. Here's the problem with the offense. They are ranked 209th in the passing game in offense, averaging 153.6 yards a game. I don't know, man. This this team is just so up and down. It's really hard to get a vibe on what's going to happen. And obviously with Iowa, you know, starting to slip as well. Again, another golden opportunity to bring Floyd of Rosedale, the prized pig, the bronze pig, back to Minneapolis, back to Minnesota, because it has been, what, seven years? I think that's it showed up in my Facebook today in the memories last time we beat Iowa and, and got the pig back home I don't know what's going on with Tanner Morgan I don't know if if you know the, you, you're starting to hear rumblings now hey maybe we should put Zach Annexted back in there and see what can happen I mean it's getting to that point and to 
to go from 2019 where, you know, the Gophers 11 into Tanner Morgan being mentioned as, uh, you know, on all these quarterback lists to, to this, to the point where they're just not letting him throw the ball. When he throws the ball, he looks okay at times. There's some real nice passes. Some other times you're sitting in there and going, what the hell is this kid doing? You know, they go out to Colorado, shut out Colorado. They go to Purdue when, you know, that the infamous Purdue game down there in the uh in the rain. You know, they beat Nebraska, handle Maryland, do what you're supposed to do at Northwestern, which is kick their ass, because they suck. And then you come back and I don't know, and this is where people will have questions on PJ. What's going on in the motivation department? Why can't we get up for an Illinois game when we're in the, at the time, we are on top of the Big Ten West. I mean, these are games you have to win. And you can't keep having these little slip-ups because now we're in a tie. Now we got to run the table. Now you got to go to Iowa. Now you got to beat Indiana. And you got Wisconsin, you got to beat all three. I'm not saying the Gophers can't do it. They most certainly can. This division is is really anyone's, you know, flip a coin because nobody had Purdue beating Penn State. Nobody had Illinois beating Penn State. And then once again, they rise up. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm so frustrated right now because I've seen it time and time again. And again, until you beat Iowa and Wisconsin in the same year, I mean, sure, it'd be nice to be one of them, but we've done that. Move it along, man. Send the message. You want the Big Ten title? Go get it. And stop with this insanely, um, this insane, boring, predictable play calling. Take some shots downfield. Do some misdirections. Um, You know, change it. Do something, PJ. Gopher fans want to go to Indianapolis because you figure if the Gophers can pull this off and win out and get to Indianapolis, more than likely playing Ohio State, as a consolation, if you do not beat them, which nobody would expect you to, you're more than likely going to wind up in the Rose Bowl. And oh my, wouldn't we love, that's all, that's all Gophers wanted. That's all the nation wanted. Let's get to Pasadena. I want to see the maroon and gold out there filling that place, filling the Rose Bowl with that beautiful sunset going over the majestic mountains out there in SoCal. But with that being said, the Gophers once again always find a way to just kind of mess things up. The greatest, my man, what's up with you? Sorry I missed you earlier, my friend. Uh, Michigan and the Harbaugh experience. It may be time for Michigan to move on if they can't beat Ohio State. They're having a nice year this year. Some of the heat has been taken off of Harbaugh because they're seven and one. But again, you, hey, you're a Michigan fan. You know what it's about. You got to beat the team down south. And if they can't do that, you know what's going on. They're going to try. The it's all going to start again. The talk to get rid of him. The talk to, um, you know, fire Harbaugh, get him out of there. All that stuff is going to be right back. And maybe deservedly so because, you know, Michigan's been in this Harbaugh experience for a few years now. 
I don't know who you bring in at that, you know, right away to, to bring, you know, to replace him. But I hear you. I hear you. So to wrap up on the Gophers from last week, just a utterly disappointing loss really just perplexes the mind as I'm watching this game, this offensive line who regressed. I, I don't know. I don't know. So let's switch it. Let's move it forward to Iowa because, you know, Iowa has definitely been slipping. We get that, but you're on the road at Iowa. Iowa is, you know, they're they're tough at home. You And plus, you haven't beaten them. I mean, that's what it boils down to for me. I mean, you know, I was sitting here. I was about to pull up all these stats and stuff. I don't need the stats. Again, I do the eye test. And the Iowa Hawkeyes, my friends, have beaten us consistently, as we know, for a very, very, very long time. My friends, uh, oops, sorry about that. Just pulling up some info, and apparently this page has some sound and some. So, okay, top of the Big Ten: Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Iowa, all four and two. Minnesota can get the edge if they can find a way to take down Iowa. Uh, Iowa is in the midst of having some issues themselves. They are switching up at quarterback. It looks like so. Props to them. Um, Alex Padilla's coming in. Looks like he's going to get the start. Um, Petrus wasn't even listed, apparently, on the depth charts for this upcoming week. So uh, Alex Padilla, who came in last week, sparked the offense in a, in a tough win, ironically, over Northwestern, a team, the Gophers, that you know just ran all over. Iowa had some issues with them. Did come out with the win. But, um, again, um, Iowa always tough at home. Gophers got to find a way to just do something different. Something that, you know, you got, you know, Kirk Ferenz down there. He's seen everything PJ's had to offer him and, you know, has really put it to the Gophers here. We've been close a couple times, but if we can just get past this Iowa game, then focus on Indiana, bring him back for Wisconsin. But again, starts with Iowa, 2.30 start down in Iowa City. And PJ's got to find a way to motivate these guys and have this defense prepared and also to be able to put pressure on this new uh, quarterback here since, um, you know, Alex Padilla has not had a lot of experience for the University of Iowa. Um, you know, nice kid apparently, has a nice little arm, can move a little bit, but... The Gophers, if they look, the defense apparently hasn't been a problem. They gave up 14 points last week. It's the offense. It's the offense, Gopher fans. And I got to eat me some Seventh Avenue pizza this weekend and watch this game because, listen, again, it's one of these opportunities where you're not going to get opportunities to face an Iowa team that's kind of going circling down the drain a little bit. So we will see. Big Ten, um, let's go real quickly here because I'm a little bit behind. And I'm just going to give you the power rankings from the Big Ten Network page. Um, We like doing that for you. Ohio State is number one. They were number two last week. Tough, gritty win. Nebraska tried to keep it close against them at Nebraska last weekend. But, hey, they came through as Ohio State does. And now they are definitely the favorites. Um, to win the Big Ten Conference as a whole. So um, Ohio State, number one. Number two is Michigan State. Excuse me. 
And despite their loss last week, they come in at number two, um, which I I can see. I mean, it it was a a tough loss. Now let's see how they regroup, how Mel Tucker's crew regroups from this, how they bounce back. They get Maryland, should be, I don't want to say an easy game. Watch me get cursed on that, but you get what I'm saying. Michigan State should definitely beat uh, Maryland comfortably. Uh, we got their counterparts. The team that they beat from in-state Michigan is at 8-1 now. They're number three on the list. Michigan, by the way, is at Penn State Saturday, and that is going to be a, a big game because Penn State, now they've kind of started coming back to earth a little bit. So we're at a point now in the East. Who wants it? Who wants the shot at Ohio State? Penn State, as I said, they are number four. Now, let's talk a little bit about number five, and that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin has bounced back. Um, their their running game is is for real. You know, quarterback doing a little better. Still not sold on Graham Mertz by any means, but he's done a little bit better. And the problem for the rest of the Big Ten West is Wisconsin's believing again that they are the best team in this side of the division. So watch out for those Badgers. They got Northwestern coming up here. Should be a um, a fairly easy win, but you never know. We'll see. Uh, Purdue is number six. We talked about them and just the upsets that Purdue's had. They took out number two, Iowa. Number three, Michigan State. Um, They get Ohio State here (laughs) Saturday. That may be um, a little too tall of an order for them to get past Ohio State, but should be fun. Check it out. I was number seven. We talked about them. Illinois, number eight. Um, say what you want. Brett Bulema might be making some headways down there, especially since he had that little quote about how his uh, offense was not stellar. And all of a sudden, everybody kind of turned it around. So Illinois, with a couple big wins since that. Minnesota down to number nine for reasons we talked about earlier, and Maryland number 10, all the rest are just kind of also rands at this point. So let's do this, my friends. Um, Again, Sports Done Right brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza, the best frozen pizza in Minnesota. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's take our first break because when we get back, um, we'll jump in a little bit. We'll finish up college football. We'll jump into the NFL the Vikings, and again, man, just a mirror image of the Gophers. So let's get to it. Got a little Minnesota music scene tonight, taking us back to the 80s. A little Vanity Six, Prince's, uh, one of his side projects, and, of course, the Purple Man himself coming up. So with that being said, I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message.
something I can cling to. Catch my drift. are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. That's me. Let's get back to the show. All right, everybody. Thank you, Miss Tree. Tree Taylor. All right. Sports done right. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Hit up Sports Done Right, my last name, W R I G H T, Sports Done Right, on Instagram and Facebook. Join the groups there. Follow me on the Insta, as the youngsters say. 
um, and hit us up on Twitter. What up, by the way, to everybody out there in Twitter Nation. Uh, appreciate all the support, all the love for the show and for the sports governor, Vince Wright. And sending it all back out to you, man. Um, big things coming. Can't wait to share. All right. I don't even know where to start with the Vikings. Story comes out a little earlier today. Dalvin Cook, victim of domestic abuse and extortion, apparently. And I'm just going to read this. This comes from USA Today. Scooby Axon. What a name. I like that. Scooby has this. And I'll just kind of read verbatim here. It's a pretty short article. The agent for Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook says he is the victim of a domestic abuse and extortion. ESPN first reported that Cook's agent Zach Hiller said Tuesday that there is a pending litigation in the t- in the case. So apparently what had happened, let me scroll down here. Uh, Hiller told ESPN the woman used a stolen garage door opener to enter the house Pepper sprayed Cook in his eyes upon making entry. The person then allegedly tried to extort Cook for millions of dollars and make claims that she was injured during the altercation. No charges have been filed in the incident. Cook, 26, is in his fifth season with the Vikings, yada, yada, yada. Just crazy. Just crazy. Um, Glad everything worked out for Dalvin, by the way. Glad he's safe. You don't know who you're dealing with today. So, you know, just glad that everything, you know, is is apparently working out there. Rest of the Vikings, you got the Hitman Harry. Hitman Harry, Harrison Smith, um, you know, one of our best defensive backs is out for COVID again. Um, and here's the other thing, too, because remember, the, the Vikes are going out to Los Angeles and there's all kinds of different COVID rules in place out there. So you'll find out apparently who's going to have COVID if they if you they're not already known on Vikings team because they're not going to be at that game. But anyway, um, in terms of the game and and the key players that the Vikings need because much like the Gophers, um, you know they can't. Well, unlike the Gophers last week, the the Vikings came out looked so good in that you know in that first half especially the first quarter they really seem to have that ravens defense or excuse me ravens offense figured out you know uh, lamar jackson was not looking anything like lamar jackson that first half and all of a sudden here we go again vikings fans getting happy man it's looking good maybe we can do this help propel us into a little run and then all of a sudden the second half starts and outside of the kickback that we took back for 98 yards to start the second half, absolutely nothing from the Vikings. Again, play calling from a defensive-minded head coach that just leaves you scratching your head. Um, you know, Clint Kubiak, and you can say what you want. To me, uh, just goes to show you the NFL and, and just kind of the that what I was talking about earlier, that old boys old boys club, that that mafia family mentality, was not a fan of this hire for uh, Gary Kubiak's son by any means, and I think we're starting to see that that play out. You know, Zim didn't he didn't really even conduct interviews for the position. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got Kubiak uh, Jr. in here. Roll with it. Well, okay, we're rolling with it, and that doesn't seem to be working. Um, the clock is ticking, obviously, on Zimmer. I think he's done here probably after the year. I don't see uh, the Will family uh, firing him unless, you know, the losing just continues and continues and continues. I think they'll wait till after the season. Do they let 
the GM go as well, and and, and Mr. Spielman, um, usually him and that head coach have been linked at the hip. Um, regardless, it's going to be tough for the Vikings, man. And then they got to go out to L.A. playing a, a very good uh, L.A. Charger team. We don't have Daniil Hunter. We don't have Irv Smith. You know, Hitman Harry's out. We got other injuries. You know, Dalvin Cook, outside of that big run he had, I think he's only averaging like under three yards a carry or just something. All the Because it's like, how do you have Dalvin Cook and, and not have a decent running game? I mean, this is this whole thing's just mind blowing to the sports gov. I don't know, man, but you got to go out, you got to figure it out. I don't know if if they can beat the Chargers this upcoming weekend. I know, probably underneath the surface, a lot of um, Vikings fans would probably love to see the Vikings lose to hasten that exit for Mike Zimmer and crew because I think that you know it's it's really starting to turn on him up here and you know I what can you say I mean honestly the way these Vikings are playing what's going to change I don't I don't see it I hope I'm wrong but there's just nothing right now inspiring me to think you know, the Vikings are going to win this game. Now, offensively, we got weapons. How do you not throw, you know, Jefferson, JJ, Justin Jefferson, what, he had like 100 yards in the first half, then he's just off the damn map. Adam Thielen, where, you know, throw the ball to these guys. You got all, all pro caliber wide receivers. And yet the Vikings, much like the Gophers, just can't figure out the passing offense, um, offensive line, Again, up and down. They kind of went down last week in the second half, obviously, because the Ravens come back. They score 20, was it 24, 21, 24 points unanswered after that kickoff return. The Vikings defense was on the field the entire second half just too much. You can't ask them to go out there and stop Lamar Jackson with with all the running and, and, and playmaking ability he has. You can't keep the, our defense on the field and expect them to stop him time after time. Now, they held him in check the first half, absolutely. But the sports club is going to tell you, man, that, that defense was tired, and Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens picked us apart, got it to overtime. Vikings had some opportunities, had a nice little interception at the end there that, that could have and should have probably turned the game to the Vikings' favor. But somehow, some way, um, between Colin timeouts at the wrong time to just not getting it done here we are and the vikings looking a lot like the college counterpart gophers and just scratching your head like what what's going on here we we played such a magnificent first half and we're totally just go second half i don't know people it's hard out here for a pimp it is definitely hard out here to be a minnesota vikings football fan or just a Minnesota football fan in general, whether it's Gophers or the Vikings. Um, the Gophers still have some hope. The Vikings, um, it's going to take now a minor miracle. But, hey, new 17-game season. We'll see how it shakes out. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I'm feeling very pessimistic, my friends, on this weekend. Uh, we'll sit down. We'll see how they look. But uh, I'm not holding my breath there. I'm just going to pop in a couple 7 Avenue pizzas, have a couple friends over on Sunday, watch this game, 
And hopefully, I'm just hoping for the best, man. I'm just hoping for the best. So um, that's really all I wanted to talk to you about. When we get back next week, we'll focus a little bit more on the hockey side of things. I mean, the Wild is really all you got um, and so far anyway, it looks like, for the winter season. Um, hockey fans, you know, obviously the state of Minnesota filled with a lot of good hockey, whether it's, um, you know, our college teams, the you know, the pro team is looking very well as they're out on the early lead on the uh, division here and see if they can keep it going because the one thing that's surprising about the wild get ahead of them because they love coming back i mean there's been times where i flip channels like oh the wild are down four two three one four one in this and then maybe let's say the second period or early in the third they're never out of a game they are never out of a game and as someone who you know i don't watch a lot of hockey Okay, but the hockey I've seen from the Wild has just been, and you know, I mean, you know me, Chicago fan, but I'm on a little bit of the boycott until they write their organizational ship down there in Chi-Town. So, hey, props to you Wild fans out there. Enjoy what you're seeing, man, because maybe, listen, I'm not going to say Stanley Cup right now. Let's wait another 15 games and see 15, 20 games. Long season. We're back to the 82 games this year. But you can't ask for a better start for the for the Minnesota Wild um, outside of being legitimately undefeated. So props to them. Now the Timberwolves, my friends, are oh they're the Timberwolves, aren't they? Nice start for the first two three games, and all of a sudden back to blowing double digit leads, back to blowing double digit leads in fourth quarters. I don't know. I just don't know. You know, I look at Anthony Edwards. I look at that talent. I look at the enthusiasm he brings. Cat, you know, he says, hey, I'm in it. I'm in it. You know, don't don't get on me for my, I am in this season. I am trying to do the best. Everybody trying to do the best they can, but we still keep losing like this. So we'll talk about them. Uh, maybe new ownership needs to get the reins a little bit sooner um, than Glenn Taylor wants them to. But as far as this, the Timberwolves goes, and I've said this on the Sports Done Right time after time after time in the past few years, they are really on the verge, man, of being just irrelevant in the sports market. Um, it's it's sad to see because there, are, you know, you see the the high school talent and the the basketball talent this state is putting out here. Um, but then you come in, my friends, and you see the pro team just go on these streaks of losing 8, 10, 11 games in a row, get a win, maybe two, then right back to a long losing streak in which they are in the middle of right now. So with that being said, the sports governor is going to get off the airwaves here. I got a lot of stuff I got to get to tonight, but I want to thank you. It's nice to be back with you. I want to thank everybody in the chat room that joined us here. Cedric, Mo, Thorny Switch. Um, I'm just making sure I'm getting everybody. Mike and Eden Prairie. Um, everybody who hit me up on the DM with, with questions there, I appreciate you. Keep downloading the show. Listen anytime. Um, want to say what up to all my friends out there in Western Wisconsin. Uh, got to hook up with them uh, last week there doing some golfing. And also, I want to send a very special shout out to our 12-step 12 12-step 12 Packer friend, Nurse Shannon over there in Wisconsin. So. Um, she is going to be coming on the show soon, I hope, and she's going to send me all kinds of questions 
that I have to ask her the way she wants the mask, as she said, and I don't get any input. She's, she seems like a fun one, but anyway, everybody be cool, stay safe. And can you believe it? We're in November. We are in November. So we are in the heat of it. Gophers wake the hell up, man. You got to do it. All right. I am out of here. You guys have a good night. Thank you very much. Go get you some seventh Avenue pizza support the family-owned business and by the way it's the best frozen pizza around the sauce makes the difference oh mama mia all right take it easy my friends be safe thank you for listening to sports done right with your host the governor of minnesota sports talk the honorable vince Wright. check out sports done right every tuesday night and when it's over stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the sports done right facebook group let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. <laughs>